everybody, welcome to the Voice by Matt podcast. My name is Matt Bertho, and today we have a very special guest, Billy. Who is it? <laughs> Nathaniel D. Lee. Nathaniel That's Lee. That's me. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so, so Billy, how do yeah. you know how do you know uh, Nathaniel or I, otherwise I know known as Nate? Nate. Yes. I call him Nate. Yes, you can call me Nate. Nathaniel's just my professional name. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, I like that. <laughs> I know Nate. What's from, your professional name, Billy? Uh, Bill. I, I get, shortened mine to make it professional. <laughs> Great. That, mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm Matt. Voiced by... Yeah, right. You shorten yours too. Voiced by Matt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I know, I know. I've known Nate since the early days. I remember, Nate, when you were... I don't know how old you were, but you were taking voice lessons over at Southwestern oh in the little practice gosh. room. Yep. I remember coming over there and playing piano for you. Yep. And you were just a little tyke. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that little. It was probably in middle school, right? Yeah, yeah probably middle school. Yeah. With yeah. Carol. Not Carol. Yeah, Carol Gardner. It was right? Carol. Yeah. It was Carol. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was like forever ago now. Yeah. That it was, was. That was a long time ago. Yeah. You, you were but what? But that was like the start of everything. You were what, 12? I have no clue. Your mom's awesome for getting you started early. Well, I asked to. I saw, um, what was the show? I saw Suzical, and I was like, Mom, I want to do that so bad. Whoa! And so we found a show, and the first show I was in was The Jungle Book, the community theater production. That's right! With uh, Phoebe? I have no clue. Oh, you Probably. Wait. It was all of those people. (laughs) Man. So, Billy, Mm -hmm. Suzical, you remember that show? Uh, Who was in that? Let's see. Let me think. Marshall was in it. I That's why I, I wanted to do Marshall it. Marshall was in it. Yeah, Marshall. Mar- Mar- I forgot about Marshall. Yeah. yeah. And um, gosh, I want to say Andrea Bertha was in it. She that. was. Really? She, she was that? Maisie. That's so She crazy. was Maisie. Yeah. Was it here? Yeah. In the auditorium. And I was Horton. And you were Horton. <laughs> yep. I didn't think I we'd go there today. Really? That's wild. You didn't know that? Yeah, that was my very first no. show that I was like... Oh my God! I that's what I want to do. Billy, did you play in that? No, no, no. I just came and watched it. Huh? I'll be honest though with you guys. I left the intermission. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> boy, I am so glad this is experience. on the podcast. <laughs> we didn't have the same experience, I guess. Man, <laughs> you guys, no, it was great. But you know. So Nate. Mm-hmm. was one of the most amazing students at yeah. Winfield High School. Yeah. He worked so hard. He uh very naturally talented in everything, mm-hmm. acting, singing and dance. I agree. Um one of the first numbers that uh we kind of threw him into the fire was Book of Mormon Hello. We tried to do that song for Vikings on Broadway. Oh, really? And he was one of the originals in that group. And if you think about like really? who was in that group, that was some really amazing people Yeah, for us to even try to pull that off. Yeah. But <laughs> Nate, this is voiced by Matt. So how did you find your voice? Like what, what made you continue? After that moment? Well, yeah. <laughs> after your moment, you know, taking voice lessons at Southwestern with Carol and, you know, obviously you came to the choir program yeah. Your freshman year and then Well, I feel like I've had multiple stages and multiple like 
parts in my life that I've grown with my voice. So I don't, I don't know if there's a pinpoint moment where I can like mm. target on, but like even just taking voice lessons, that was, that was a step. Cause like, I wasn't somebody that would audition for like solos and stuff in choir until I started taking voice lessons. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I totally remember that guy. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to audition for that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was always like, man, why are we doing this then? <laughs> um, so Nate, talk about a little bit about your um, kind of life growing up and then your mom and how influence, influential she was in your life. And um, then talk about like, you know, maybe like, where you went to school, um, and then we can kind of go from there and get, get up to date with where you're at now. Yeah. Well, growing up, I don't know, it's kind of a blur. <laughs> I kind of live in the present and the future. I don't really dwell <laughs> a lot on the past, but I dwell a lot on the future, trying to get it back into the present a mm. lot of times. Um, but yeah, it was, I feel like I had a good enough childhood growing up <laughs> I always loved Winfield like as a kid one of the things I wanted to do like when I was figuring out careers was be a mayor of Winfield the mayor of Winfield <laughs> yeah, that was like one of my career options at one point in my life I'm so um, glad we brought this up I've never heard this story really? no yeah so like I always liked Winfield growing up I always would tell my mom like it's such a perfect family town because <laughs> like, like it just felt safe that's and so, true yeah I think that's accurate I, I don't think I would say the same now. I definitely oh. would not raise a family here. <laughs> <laughs> just because, like, coming back now, I Billy's just feel like, yeah, completely disconnected. No. I, I stand corrected. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you can have your opinion. And I can have mine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then, obviously, just go through the ranks of school, just like everybody else here. It was a small town, so everybody kind of had the same life, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um but middle school was like when I first got into like singing and performing and all of that stuff, um, doing like the shows outside of um, school. And then when I was going into high school, that's when I like first kind of was introduced to you. I remember like the shows or like the regional solos we had right before I, gra- I guess, graduated from middle school and came here. You like came up to me and you were like, Hey, you can you help me like get people like into the choir <laughs> program? And I was like, I I didn't know that I had any sort of influence over people. So I was like, sure, I'll try. But like <laughs> I was like, I don't know who's gonna join just because I'm like, hey, you should join. But like I think that was also just one of the things that I had like growing up. Like I wasn't I've never been like the cocky, confident type of person. And hmm. As a kid growing up, that was more so just like shy and like very humble to the point of like not showing my assets at all. Yeah. Um, and so like I didn't think I had like any like I guess like influence or power over anybody to like join. Well, growing up in a small town, any small town, you know, what rules usually are sports and yeah. And so for a guy that loves singing and acting and dancing and music, like we all do in this room, um, it, it kind of gets 
pushed to the wayside of yeah. sports. And, you know, um, I remember working with you freshman year and it, you know, it goes back to what you said about, you know, not wanting to go for auditions for solos. And, and I just kept going, Nate, keep going, don't stop. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's good for people to hear like that it was a struggle for you in the beginning to, to kind of find, find your way. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't equate it to a struggle. It was just a lack of confidence. Hmm. And I think like finding my voice obviously has like made me more confident in areas. And that was one of the things like I liked singing, but I didn't have any training. And so in my mind that meant don't audition, hmm. you'll embarrass yourself. Hmm. <laughs> and what, 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 what would you say like to, cause we're going to have some high school students probably listen to this podcast. Like yeah. what would you say to them about the embarrassment, about being uncertain about your voice? Like, what kind of a, or even anybody out there that's listening that wants to sing, that wants to speak in front of people. Like what, what advice would you give them? Well, this is what I'll say now, because I think singing for anybody is a very therapeutic thing to do, whether you're good at it or not. And so if you want to sing, please sing, because I promise <laughs> you, you'll feel better afterwards, I love that. even if you don't sound great. But like if if I'm talking to somebody that's specifically wanting to audition and like get into choir programs and stuff like that, like if you're not confident now with your voice, I guess the only thing that I would say is like practice more, do it more, get into rooms where you can perform in front of people, Mm. because that's really I think the biggest step for a lot of people is that they're not comfortable and confident to like do it in front of others. Yeah. And that we see that every year, don't we, Billy? Oh yeah, that's very, very that, common. That yeah. first week of school for the young freshmen that are brand new to the program, mm-hmm. it's kind of a shell shocked. Oh my gosh, what did I get into? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, actually, this year we're going to try to be a little bit more ease into it. We're going to ease into that process. Well, that's different. Well, yeah, <laughs> I've told my my uh, leaders in the program to hold me accountable for like the first two weeks to just you know, go a little slower so that we keep attention. So we keep retention Mm -hmm. of students in the program. Mm -hmm. So Nate, and then obviously you kicked booty at Winfield high school. Yeah. You got some (laughs) awesome roles. You got some awesome solos and then you ended up where? So I went to school at Milliken university. Um, It's a small liberal arts school in Decatur, Illinois, which is central Illinois about, Three and a half hours from Chicago and St. Louis. Those are like the big places next to it. And you went to school for? Oh, music theater. (laughs) And uh, what was that experience like? You know, we kind of talked about it today um, a little bit before the podcast. Yeah, I think it was it was really just like a cycle of high schools, but just bigger ranks. Huh. It was like, like you're still going, I went in not knowing anybody because it was a school that I didn't know, nobody before me had gone to. Um, And so it's really just like, I I started from a blank slate. I didn't have any knowledge of what I was going to be learning. I couldn't go in and there, I think the issue with a lot of people in college is that they'll go in with their like high school mentality that they're 
hot shit or whatever? Oh, can yeah, for that? sure. Well, I mean, it's already there, so Great. keep going. But can I say more or should I, like, not? Yeah, go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I went in humble, and I think that did me well. Yeah. But also I knew that there was a lot that I had to learn. And it was the same thing. I went in, stuck to myself. And then later, like once I was a senior, I was I had my stuff together. Hmm. I I knew what I had to do in order to get the grade, to get the assignment done, to do the work. But that's not something I knew at the start. And one thing I want to say about Nate for everybody is that Nate knows how to work. (laughs) Uh, Nate was with me before he went to college at the CrossFit gym, doing incredibly difficult workouts, trying to better himself every single day. In fact, we're going to work out this week because it's, it's, a, it's a habit now for us. Yeah. Um, Nate has also completed the 75 Hard program. Twice. Twice. Oh. <laughs> Nate, Nate's work ethic has always been humble, but I'm going to work. I'm going to figure this out. And I, as a coach and as a teacher, I just want to say, like, that's what separates you from everybody else is that you keep doing the work. You do the, you do the unrequired hard work that nobody wants to do. And you're consistent. Yeah. It's not just, uh, I'm going to try this out for a second. It's, you know what? I've seen people have these results. Or like you said, you just kind of jump into the unknown. Like he went to a school that no one from Winfield High School had ever been to. And, you know, that's kind of how he's approached everything, even his training in dance. Yeah. He, you know. He's very, I don't know if I can, can I say this? Yeah. He's very ballsy. <laughs> like, I, Nate, Nate is very courageous. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he does it with grace and humbleness, yeah. and he's okay. He's okay to fail. Yeah. Like, and that's what I love is that, when Nate does fail, he learns from it. Yeah. I will say this, though. I don't think, I don't see myself as courageous only because <laughs> I go into everything with a plan. Mm. Okay. And so I like, I have, I suss out like whether something <laughs> is going to be dangerous or okay. maybe not in my best benefit before yeah. doing it. I will take the risk if I feel like there is some sort of benefit that can come out of it but okay. I won't do that for everything. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's yeah. smart. You're smart about it. Yeah. <laughs> so where where did you learn that? I don't know. I feel like that's just been something, like, instilled with me. Like, I mean, maybe my mom, but yeah. I feel like even with me and her, there's a difference in how I approach things versus her. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, your work ethic and your 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 faith that you have in yourself is uh admirable like a lot of people would hope to be able to step into their real selves the way that you have yeah 24 years old dude like the that that's why this podcast exists that's why i teach because you you have found your voice but you're you're still on the journey to find more yeah and so let's talk about that journey a little bit like I think, you know, you graduated. Let's do it. Let's do a fast track through uh, the current job you have, not the offer, but the current job you have. So like from you graduated Milliken, then what? Graduated Milliken, 
um, the week before graduation, I found out that I booked a cruise line and that I got signed to an agency um, in Chicago. Wow, that... And so I, yeah, it was a really, <laughs> it waited till the last minute of graduation, but when I found out, it was really awesome. So I moved to Chicago for the summer after graduation, did the cruise after that. The cruise got shut down in March because of COVID. Um, so I came back here um, for, I think, a couple months before moving back to Chicago, auditioning again. But again, COVID was still happening, so it was really slow. Um, I ended up getting a job at a pizza restaurant. I literally went into the interview and got the job there and started the next hour. I was oh. the only person working. It was really <laughs> odd. But we made it work. <laughs> wow. And then... There's your ballsy thing again, Billy. <laughs> well, I just needed money. <laughs> That's where I'll be ballsy. If I need money. money. <laughs> yeah, it's required, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I hated the job after a few months, and so I just decided to quit. I had savings built up from the cruise line, and so I was able to survive a few months like not working, and then randomly just started making YouTube videos and sharing them with my family, and then um, got a offer to work at a tech company. This in is the best story, Billy. Like, keep going. I this is so. This is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so in I think December, I started. My uncle started asking me, like, hey, like, what do you, do you have any interest in, like, this? And I was like, I mean, I don't say no to things, so sure, I guess. <laughs> and so <laughs> and this is a tech company where? It's in California, in uh, Northern California. And, um, yeah, they had, I had a few interviews with them and got the job, got an offer. And I wasn't doing anything else but sitting at home. Making YouTube videos, so <laughs> I was like, I might as well just take this job. And this so is a significant this. job. This is not yeah, some it's little... my first salary job. Whoa, oh, man. yeah, <laughs> salary position. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so, what do you do? Just like briefly. It's hard to explain because I feel like nobody ever gets it. I don't. I, I still don't get it. That's why I'm having him explain it again. <laughs> okay, so there's a website. Yeah, somebody has to build the website. Okay. So those are developers. Okay. Developers build websites. Right. But there's also other people that help that website go into place. And I think where I land is more on the design aspect. And so I'm a system tester. Before oh. the website goes out, I test this, the website to make sure there's no bugs, nothing wrong with it, that the user would have to like mess, like they would encounter when they're using it. So you get on these new websites and you kind of point and click and type some things in and see if they actually work. Yeah. And you get paid the salary yeah. position for that. That's yeah. awesome. And so that yeah. kind of goes back <laughs> into like, awesome. that's incredible. that kind of goes back into like how I, I see how things are going to work out before I take the risk. Huh. It's kind of the same thing with this job. I'm like, what could go wrong? Oh, and then wow. I just report it to them so they right. can fix it. <laughs> and on the reporting, is it like you type things out or there's like a questionnaire that you fill out or do you send a video? Like, how does that work? So no, it's, it's literally just like this group, this team of people that are working on this project. And, oh, wow. um, we have like a bug reporting system. I'll type in a ticket and it'll have like its own number, what the issue is, what I think the resolution would be, and then we'll like talk about it before they try to fix it. So isn't that it's awesome? A great, it's like a great job. It's a great job, and it gives me the opportunity to do whatever the heck I want. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know that's something that we've talked about is that this job is golden because it, it gives you the freedom 
to submit auditions, to do mm. what you whatever you need to do yeah. to make it work. Because yeah. you could probably do this from anywhere. Exactly, I'm doing right. it here right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the the latest events that have happened for you that are really exciting. Yeah. So, in May, your plan was to what? I had a full plan to move to California to continue this job that I'm working now. Um, I was going to find a place there to stay for a couple of months before finding my own place. Um, my lease in Chicago ended end of summer, and so I was like, I'm just going to move there after. And then as I was planning all that, at, like literally the day before I needed to sign the papers for a lease that I was going to sign, I got a call back for a musical called Rent, and it was a national tour, and it's my favorite show. And so I was like, I have to go do this. I texted Bruno, yeah. and I was like, what? Because I, would, I auditioned for this show like maybe a month and a half before I got this call And back. I remember that that conversation when you auditioned. You were like, oh, I just did this thing, yeah. and I kind of sent it in, and I, did, I wasn't expecting anything from it because I, I felt really out of practice out of practice I haven't um like worked on any of that stuff in a while and it just seemed like far-fetched for Mm. me I was just like I'm gonna do it because I mean sure it's an opportunity but I wasn't expecting anything from it and I remember when I got that message from you I I had to look at it like three times and be like (laughs) whoa Andrea come look at this yeah and then I facetimed you and you were like dumbfounded you were like what do I do yeah I was like what do you mean? What do you do? Go! <laughs> and so then you went back. So yeah, I decided to do it. I went to New York to do the callback, um, the first round. And then a week after I did that, they contacted me and said they wanted to see me again in July. So I booked my flights, waited until July, went back, did the second callback. And um, they both went really well. I felt really good about them. And then the casting company actually asked me to come back again for a third time to do a whole different show, like call back for a different show. And um, this was, obviously I was like, this is my third time going to New York. This is a lot of money I'm shelling out. So I was like, is there any possibility for me to do this over Zoom? Like, Mm -hmm. just because, like, I already gave you a lot of my time and money. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, that's okay. And so I ended up doing three Zoom callbacks in a day. Whoa. Like, just back to back. Well, not back to back, but like just doing that for the show that I currently got an offer for. And, um, big news. Only like three days later is when I got the offer from that show. And the new (laughs) show that he got offered is, it's called an officer and a gentleman. It's an adaptation musical on the film, an officer and a gentleman. And yeah, I'm really excited. It's a national tour. It's going to start in Las Vegas in October. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Nice. <laughs> we'll see. And yeah. he, he gets to live in New York for like a month in rehearsals. Yeah. And this is your first big national tour, correct? Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to count the cruise line, it's my first time doing a national tour, yeah. Man, that's so exciting. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, I, I'm excited to have you at this point in your life on this podcast to have this moment recorded Documented, forever. Yeah. yeah. Because 
you know, these moments need to be celebrated. And, <laughs> and that is super awesome that you had enough faith to not give up yeah. because, because I'm sure there were, there were moments in that time that you felt like, is this really mm. even worth holding on to? Yeah, there were plenty. Even just accepting the first callback, it was like, oh my God, am I actually going to do this? Is this going to get me anywhere? And then doing the next one, I was like, okay, I'm putting in a lot of time for this. This better get me somewhere. <laughs> and then just waiting, all the waiting. That's the hardest part, but you well, got to... What gotta would you say to people that are stuff. waiting? Because I'm, I'm waiting on some things also right now. And I know there are a lot of people out there that do do the work and they, they, they feel hopeless. They feel like, is this ever going to happen? Yeah. What would you say? Well, I'm going to plug in my YouTube channel because the very first video I made um, was around Thanksgiving last year. And my family like sent in questions and they had a lot of questions about theater. And I was like, well, my mind's just not on theater right now. Mm. Because we're waiting. We, I can't do anything about that. So I'm going to focus on all the other things that I have interest in. There's no reason for mm. me to just like sit and wait. Yes, I can still practice and stuff, but I might as well try to find something else that I can benefit from. Hmm. And I did with a, I found a job. <laughs> well, and essentially you, in that answer, were not worried about a negative outcome. Yeah. You were, you were focused on the things that give you joy, that make you feel whole, that make you feel happy. Um, I need to remember that. We all do. Yeah. And, you know, sure. it's... Uh, it's easy to get bogged down yeah. by what might happen. Yeah. What might not happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, I know for me and for my students right now, for Nate, you know, this second round of unfortunate COVID is... Mm is something that we could worry about. Right. But I think Nate is on the money with you. You can control what you can control in the moment every day, instead of wasting a lot of energy on things that you're not in control of. Yeah, exactly. So you said something to me that I kind of want to end with today, which I think is very important. And I think it's a very important thing for people that find their voice because if I find my voice and I'm around a bunch of people that have not found their voice, that is a negative atmosphere that I don't really want to be in. Yeah. So tell them about that second call back in New York when you told me about the energy of the room and what it was like. At this. Or the first one. I, either one. Well, let me... <laughs> Things move so fast, I don't even remember what happened those days. Um, I do remember telling you how after the second... Are you talking about the second one when we did the Lava, La Viva? Yes, thing? Okay. that. Yeah, so there was this one um, segment of the audition where they had all of the people come together in the dance studio. And um, instead of like teaching us a like combo or whatever for the dance portion, they just played one of the songs and had us just improv in like small groups and it was how many people for the small groups it was probably like eight to ten people eight to ten hungry i want this job people yeah and (laughs) 
Yeah, it was just a lot of fun, like, doing that. And mm. then, but the crazy part was when they had us all just go full out, everybody in on the dance floor, just go. Like, give us what you got. And it didn't feel like any of us were, like, competing to get the job. It just felt like we were all there to do what we love to do. That's what I was going to ask. Were you, like, as you're watching these people, you're like, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> I'm going to get this job. No, I mean, <laughs> yes, in, there's a sense in my head, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, well, that person is my type. That person, like, looks like me, does the same things as me. Okay, they yeah. are probably my competition. Wow. But... Yeah. It's not a I need to do better than them type of thing. I just need to put my best out there. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Wow. So the energy times a thousand was just so positive, so whole. Yeah. Just it was it was the best moment ever. I was like, this is so awesome. I that made me like miss theater. Cause I remember you told me, man. I hope they videoed this right? because I want to see it. I want to feel that again. I still right? want to see it. Even though I didn't end up getting cast in that show, I still want to see it. Yeah, but but the taste is what is is what uh, is the most important thing, right? Yeah. And so I want to leave the audience with that, that taste, that feeling, that hunger, because that's why Nate's still going. That's why I still go. That's why we're all still here. And everybody on this earth has a purpose, a journey. And Nate is in the beginning of his crazy adventure of his career. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Nate. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Billy, for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you guys <laughs> like the podcast, give us a five-star rating and a review. And we will see you next time. Thank you, guys.